Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we thank you, Lord God, for just allowing us to partake, Lord, in your glory. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us everything we need for the life and godliness. Father, we thank you because you have given us the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth that leads and guides us to all truth. And we thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you have given to us for the edifying and the building of the ministry. Father, we thank you because sometimes we limp along, confused, not really knowing what your word says, Lord. Father, without that Holy Spirit, sometimes we attempt to operate without it, Lord, believing that we're fully covered and understand everything that you're trying to say. Father, we just want to thank you for being our God and ask that you'll be our people, Lord. Ask that we be your people, God, because there is nothing like you, Lord. Father, we want to stay in your will, Lord, and we ask that your Holy Spirit come to those that hear my voice and that will lead and guide them to all truth, that their spirit bears witness with what you are saying. Father, thank you for your teaching and thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, whom we believe that rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Father, we thank you because we know all things are given to us and we believe. We repent and believe. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I want to thank you all for tuning in to Bible study tonight, um, Kingdom Awareness Bible study, where we're going to talk about the apostle. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about uh, what and uh, the Holy Spirit was. We talked about um, a lot of things concerning the Holy Spirit. But then there is one thing that I realized about the Holy Spirit that a lot of people don't really realize or even understand. You know, there are those that, uh, operate and believe and follow Jesus who don't have the Holy Spirit. I know that we're talking about apostles, but this is going to give us that insight into what we're talking about, about being an apostle. Um, now, since we're all, uh, since what we did was we started talking about the Holy Spirit and we were talking about all of the things that the Holy Spirit is, we talked about what it is not. Um, we talked about um, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and what it means to be um, uh, endowed with the dwelling of the Holy Spirit, two different things. We talked about that last week. If you didn't hear that, please go back and um, check that out. Um, you can go to www.4kingdomawareness uh, forward slash the number four. I'm sorry, www.4kingdomawareness. You can go to just type in Four Kingdom Awareness, and it should bring it up. Um, but those things are definitely on there. Here's another way: is www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash the number four Kingdom Awareness. Just Kingdom Awareness. That'll get you to it also. Um, so, so, but what I want you to do is understand where we're coming from because I start seeing us going. Um, left, we're going further away from the kingdom of God and believing that that's what we're doing and, and that's what the word says or that's what we're preaching um, but I found scripture after scripture that continue to show that we're not going in that direction um, I'm going to do two things today, first I'm going to tell you about the operation of people that believe that they 
um, have the Holy Spirit, and we can see this in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. It says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to, to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So, so they didn't even know anything about the Holy Ghost, yet they believed. Oh, you got to see this. Yet they believed. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto, uh, they said unto John's baptism. Then Paul, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which stood come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues, and they prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. Now, you're talking about they were operating under a belief. They believed Christ unto the baptism of repentance. They believed Jesus died. They believed this, but they had no idea about the Holy Ghost. So Paul had to lay hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them. See, see that scripture is is showing uh, what is called the experience of knowing of God. The experience of knowing of God. So that scripture does, in fact, show that there are people who operate, believe, and follow Jesus that do not have the Holy Spirit. While it's still a good thing because you came to Christ, you know, it's a good thing, but there's more. But the thing is, many don't know they're operating without the Holy Spirit or who he is still today, which explains to me sometimes about all the creations that we have done and quote the honor of God. Because if you have the Holy Spirit and it leads and guides you to all truths, that means you would have the same mind and you would have the, the same doctrine and you would teach the same things. There wouldn't be just one interpretation. or I mean, there won't be many interpretations for uh, um, the Bible. There won't be many people operating uh, of different doctrines and different things. So, so when you see that, that, it shows that, like the other gifts, it must be stirred up by a true apostle. It must be stirred up by a true apostle. Now, there are several things in the Bible, and the reason scriptures to you, um, which back this, what I'm saying up, because I'm not speaking of what I say. I'm speaking what God, what Jesus says. So, so I'm letting you know, understand that there are people that are operating without the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost must be stirred up by a true apostle. Apostleship is not the starting of multiple churches across the states, over region, and over this, and I'm over that, and, and I'm laying a foundation. The foundation that was fully laid was the kingdom of God, and that's what the foundation was. See, but we took that as a, as a, um, a uh, what can I say? We took that as a, a go-ahead for us to, to start ministries all over the place, and if we started more than one, and we have more than one other, other people will recognize us as an apostle. Now, don't tell me that's not true, because I see it. 
Think about that. When you have a person that has a region of churches, people look to them as an apostle. Or you can have people that is placed in position in certain religions over a region, and they're considered an apostle. Yet none of them would teach the doctrine that Jesus Christ taught that was mandated for them to teach as apostles. So how could they be an apostle? See, now what this message tonight is going to do is either going to call, it's going to, well, it is going to do, it's going to call people out and it's going to verify to other people that they are true apostles. Now, an apostle, it is not a person who simply has the title of apostle. Just because the person has the title of apostle does not make them apostle. It is not a person that remains silent when the body is out of order. It is not someone that will not judge, I said not, will not judge and call out false prophets and apostles and teachers and pastors. After all, the word says, but if the watchman see the sword coming and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, the sword come and take any purse from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, sin, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. That means you have a responsibility. Now, now, when you look at the apostle, the apostle wasn't a well-liked person. I was talking to my wife this morning about that. The apostle is not a well-liked person. Well, just look at the Bible, and we're going to talk about that, how the apostles met their demise. They weren't well-liked. They brought a message that God ordained Jesus to bring, Luke 4:43, and he, uh, of course, sent his apostles and said, go preach saying the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is not a person that will not judge, judge the body. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 to 13. For what I have to do to judge them that are without, do ye not judge them that are within? But them that were without, God judge. Before them put away from yourself that wicked person. An apostle is not a position that goes to all the other subordinate titles, so to speak. First, like the trustee to the deacon, then the deacon to the elder, then the elder to the pastor, then the pastor to the overseer, to bishop, to apostle, to chief apostle, to master apostle. Then I guess what's next is God. It is not that person that goes through these things in order to be verified by man that they are, in fact, an apostle. It is not a person who knows nothing about the kingdom of God or preach and teach that message. It is not someone that comes via payment or sent for or stays in one place. He is sent. He is sent bearing one message, the kingdom of God. He is sent by God, and people didn't like him. People sought out to kill the apostles. In fact, most churches today reject the true apostle. They reject the true apostle because the apostle that they want was the ones like Paul talked about that preached the message that made them feel good, that gave them authority and all these things because they're still looking for themselves. They hated to see him coming. They called him judgmental. They think that he thinks he's perfect or don't have any issues. 
But lastly, you have to understand that apostle is one that has been eyewitness of the resurrected Christ. That's key. An apostle is one who has been an eyewitness of the resurrected Christ. Now, all apostles were disciples, but not all disciples were apostles. There is a a criteria that was set when it came to the apostles. So, like, I'm starting tonight, but I, I, I have to tell you and explain something to you. I remember a long time ago, I had this dream where, I was on the back of a truck, and there were enormous fruit in the back of this truck, and these people were lined up on the other side of the truck, and I was feeding them. I was giving them food and things like that, men, women, and children and things. I didn't think nothing of that. Um, But um, after a while, someone told me what that may have meant. Now, I'm very skeptical if the people prophesy to me or, or lay claim to a title, and it does not line up with the Bible. I'm very skeptical because I, I judge that. I, I I take what they say, and I'm not going to take it just off face value. I have to take and see what it says in the scriptures about what you just said, and if it lines up, in fact. Because we all have people that says um, that come to you and says, uh, God told me to tell you that you're going to uh, have a business, or God says that... Uh, um, you should uh, uh, sow a $10 seed, or, or, or God told me to tell you that uh, your husband's going to come back, or your husband's going to come soon, or, or, or your children's going to come back home, or, or all these things. That may, in fact, very well be true, but I judge it according to the Scripture. And if you give me something so vague that it can fit anybody, then I'm very well doubting the authenticity of what you just told me. If it's so vague that it can fit any part of my life, then I'm doubting uh, the authenticity because I can't. It has to line up with what God's word says. Now, the dream that I had, um, I saw Christ. I saw Christ, and I, I'm, I'm reluctant almost to say this, but I have to share this because I was led to. I saw Christ, and he, 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 I was standing on top of a rooftop. And he told me to come with him and hold on to his garment. And I held on to his garment, and we began to soar high above the houses and the rooftops and things like that. While I was confused about actually what was happening inside the dream, I knew exactly who it was. There was no doubt that my spirit didn't bear witness with who this was. And it was just like a white glow that that, that flowed from his, his robe, and it was beautiful. It was the most comforting feeling I've ever felt in my life. So so while we were riding around, I say riding around, while we were flying around, I, I was observing the world. And it was horrible. I seen all kinds of things, all kind of mess and foolishness and all kind of things like that. But when I was set back down, I looked up and Jesus was gone. I saw him going off into the distance. So I began to try to find my way back down off this rooftop. And I remember it clearly. I remember it like it was yesterday. Or like it's happening right now before my eyes. 
So then there were other things in the dream where I was ministering and preaching and, and things like that in this dream. But this dream happened so long ago that um, it's not, but it's still fresh. It's something I can't forget. Now, I've never, and you guys know this, I've never laid claim to myself being an apostle. Although other people said that that's what I operate in. But I never said that. I was always reluctant to say that. <clears throat> now, I also do understand that there are some things and qualifications of being a, an apostle and the things that I do do fit within the scriptural guidelines of that of being an apostle. But I would never lay claim to something like that because if I did and I did not see the resurrected Christ, then I would be a liar. I would be a straight-up liar. So in the dream that I told you, I'm going to read some scriptures also that fit that, but then if you ask an apostle, have you seen the resurrected Christ, and they tell you, yeah, and did not, then they're a liar. And there are consequences for that. I hate to say it like that, but then it also goes to those who claim to be an apostle and and have never seen the uh, uh, resurrected Christ, then guess what? You have to step off that mantle that you're considering yourself an apostle. Because it's not true. Now, Paul wrote some things in the Bible about these false prophets and these false apostles. He said it, these are false apostles. But Jesus himself was considered an apostle in some of the scriptures. And we're going to read that tonight as well. So so you have to understand where I'm coming from uh, when it comes to uh, um, certain certain things um, that, I'm, that I teach and certain things that I preach and how important it is to me. And the reason why is because it was a mandate that you have to preach the kingdom of God. An apostle must be sent. Not one that's sent for. The Bible says that the word apostle is one sent as a messenger. Jesus said clearly in John, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So that means to be an apostle, the word implies these things. You must be sent by someone else. Oh, come on, you're not hearing this. You must be sent on a particular mission. And you must be sent with the power to complete that mission. You have to understand that. Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 3 and 1. Hebrews chapter 3 and 1. Now what we're going to see is what Jesus was. Now, now we know for a fact, we're not going to go into all of it, but we know Jesus said that I come not speaking my words, but to him of the Father that sent me. And in Hebrews chapter uh, 1, uh, um, chapter 3 and 1, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partaking of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Jesus was sent with a particular message. On a particular mission, Luke 4:43. I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities. That's why I was sent. Sent. Jesus said that. Luke 4:43. I must. 
I was sent to do this thing. And here in Hebrews, they call Jesus considered the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. So, so we have apostles today that sit in one spot that, that does not go where they're sent. They go where they're called, where someone pays them to come. That's not, that doesn't, doesn't sound anything like the apostle. If the word apostle literally means the sent one. So we have to understand and see that that what I'm trying to bring to light tonight, but I want everyone to see uh, what a true apostle is, and secondly, provide an opportunity for those attempting to operate without that mandate of an apostle, what it brings to them. Paul said, if I preach any other word, or you hear anybody else preach any other word, other than the kingdom of God, let him be accursed. But that's not what we see today. So if, if you are claiming to be an apostle and you have not seen the resurrected Christ, then you need to step down. You need to step aside. Because you're not an apostle. See, we use apostle nowadays as just a title that gives us leverage over the people. But it's not a good title, I'm telling you. It's not something that you would want to wish for yourself because it comes with a death sentence. It's not a, a glamorous position that people see. Matter of fact, let, let's, let's do this. Let's look at uh, uh, Simon, Simon Peter, a.k.a. Simon Peter. It was said that he was crucified upside down. Now, while there are no uh, um, scriptures to back that up, that's what uh, some non-biblical uh, um, texts, claim that that's how, how he died. You got Andrew. He was beaten to death, then nailed to a cross. And that's according to a religious historian in the 15th century. James, son of Zebedee, Acts chapter 12, verse 119, says James was killed with a sword. John was banished to Patmos, and there's nothing to tell you what happened to him. It's just that's where he was. You got Philip, who was thrown into prison and crucified in 54 A.D. You got Bartholomew, was beaten and then crucified, and then was skinned alive, and then he was beheaded. What message did he bring after he preached in several countries, India and all the other ones? Thomas preached the gospel in Greece and India, where he angered the local authorities, the religious authorities, and they ran him through with a spear. Matthew, after he was preaching, he was martyred in Ethiopia. He was stabbed in the back by a swordsman sent by one of the kings. James, Alphaeus. He was at one of the heads of the churches in uh, Jerusalem, also one of the twelve. They hit him in the head with a club after preaching the gospel. Thaddeus was crucified in Odessa. Simon, the Canaanite, or the zealot, was crucified. And Judas we know how he met his. 
He killed himself. So these are looking at the apostles and how they died, but yet what we bring to the table now as apostles are ones that live this glamorous life, that, that live the prestige of everything, that have everybody catered to them. An apostle is not some, you know, someone told me one time, um, be careful, <clears throat> because the message that you're preaching, they're going to want to kill you. I was talking with a, a fellow brother of mine, and he was telling me, and it was funny how he, he wanted to go preach this message. And for a well-known preacher here in Atlanta, um, he, didn't, he wouldn't reveal who it was, which is fine with me. I didn't really care because I know the story. And he said that after he got finished ministering, they looked at him like he was an enemy. He said they hated him. And he spent all he spent his money to get there to do this, his own money, to get there to do this. And he said um, what they gave him when he got finished was a bag full of nickels. He said it probably amounted to probably less than $5 in nickels. I myself went way up to Scranton, Pennsylvania to minister a message because I knew that this was the message that I had to go do. So I called up there and said, hey, I need to come minister and everything else. So they was like, sure. And I came up there to minister. Um, I got finished preaching, and I paid my own way up there, and they didn't give me a dime. For, I'm talking about just for travel, like Paul said, to take care of me with food, travel, gas, and to get back home. They didn't give me us one red cent. I've been in other ministries where I ministered messages, and I, I went down there to specifically to minister a message, and then afterwards they, they look like they want to stone you to death. But see, that's what the message of the kingdom of God would do. If you're carrying a true message, it's not going to be well liked by everybody. Because what it does is uproot the garbage out of you and give you a transformation of mind that you begin to understand, as scriptures say, in Acts chapter 1, 22 and 26, beginning from John the Baptist until that same day that he was taken of us, one must be ordained to be a witness with us to his resurrection. And then they appointed two, Joseph called uh, Bersabbas, who was, named, who, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, The Lord thou which knoweth the hearts of all men, show us whether these two shall be chosen. And they were trying to replace Judas. He says uh, that he might partake of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go into one place. And, and they gave forth their lots, and a lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So even through scripture, we have to understand, let's look at what the word witness is. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1. Am I apostle? This is Paul talking. Am I apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Now we're talking about Paul. Now Paul wasn't with the other ones that Jesus chosen. Jesus was revealed to Paul after Jesus was crucified. Right? Hey, remember? He's knocked off his horse on his way to Damascus. <clears throat> so you see these, these 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 common themes of what it is to be an apostle. Three things three things we have to note. An apostle, one, is appointed by God and appointed by Jesus. 
they prayed and asked God to show them. Now, now you got to remember, these apostles were now endowed with the Holy Ghost because Jesus last commanded them, like we talked about last week or Sunday, it wasn't to go and preach yet. It was to wait until you get this power. Because without, oh my God, this is good stuff. Because without the power, you have no strength. Without the strength, you're going to preach preach what's pleasing to people's ears. Now you may throw something there that, that people may, oh my God, is that like me? But if you minister the message of the kingdom of God, it's going to cut like a two-edged sword. It's going to be messages like these in front of people who all claim to be apostles. It's going to be messages about tithing in front of a church that demands tithing from the people. It's going to be a message that says that the person or whatever you call it is a false prophet. It's going to give you the words of Jesus Christ. And number two, an apostle must have seen the resurrected Christ, appointed by God and seen the resurrected Christ. That's why they had these two. Because they fit. And three, an apostle must preach what Jesus instructed to them to preach. Now, while there are more uh, things that you can say about that, you have to understand that there is a difference between being a disciple and, 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 and being a, an apostle. Jesus told the disciples before he had ascended, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all things that I've commanded of you, and behold, I am with you always. The Greek word for disciple is student, learner, or pupil. Isaiah 8 and 6 where it says, Bind up the testimony." And seal the teaching among the, my disciples. Jesus was telling his own disciples to go out and make disciples of others. He didn't say go make apostles of others. He said disciples. An apostle is a delegate. But in Acts chapter 1 and 8, which says, uh, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come unto you. You will be my witness. In Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Not only did Jesus give them the authority to go out in his name, he told them that they would receive power, and he sent them out. Oh, this is good. But what we do, we have created an in-atmosphere. I call that an in-atmosphere. An in-atmosphere means that we stay in. We don't go out. We stay in. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That goes back to what I said before, which means that there's a death that that, that, that comes with a ministering of the word. You're not going to be a well-liked person. In fact, you're going to be hated. In fact, people are always going to be talking about you being judgmental and you shouldn't judge this and you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't say this and you should just leave people alone. And then you're going to start losing friends. You'll start losing people. 
because people aren't going to want to hear what you have to say. Acts chapter 26 and 19, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed them first unto Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. This is Paul. This is Paul. Now you have to understand exactly what, what what's going on. These are the descriptions that Paul were telling that has to be the mandate of an apostle. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, who then shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast uh, uh, myself a little. That which I speak... I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh. I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing to yourselves as wise. He's talking about these. He said, you like all these flashy people. So if that's what you want, let me show you how that looks. But then he put it in perspective. He says, um, for you suffer fools gladly. Seeing yourselves as wise. You suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak concerning reproach as though we had been weak. How be it, wherein soever is any bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Then he asked the questions. Are they ministers of Christ? Yeah, I speak as a fool. I am more. See? In labors more abundant, in stripes above measures, in prison, and more frequently in depths oft. See, he's telling them. These people are exalting themselves, making themselves seem great. And you like that. He said, so if that's the case, let me boast a little bit. I've been in prison more than these guys for preaching the word of God. I've been beaten. These guys haven't for preaching the word of God. And guess what? My death is coming. Good stuff. Oh my God. This is good. See, we look at the kingdom of God and we look at the message that Jesus came to preach. And then we wonder if it's of God because no one gets excited by what we preach. Ephesians chapter 2 and 19 says, Now herefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being a cornerstone. 
in whom all the building fitly framed together, growing into the holy temple into the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God uh, through the Spirit. I remember one time I heard, uh, uh, it was these, I, I, I can't remember what I was watching. I was watching something, and it was these uh, these apostles sitting on, I can't remember where, I think it was Kojic they were from. It was like six or seven or eight of them maybe. And they were getting, they were getting interviewed. And they were sitting up there getting interviewed, and one of the guys said, uh, to be an apostle in this religion, you have to have traced, and he was done like, you have to have traced your uh, bloodline back to Paul. And that's the only way we would ordain you as an apostle. Now, I thought it was a crop back then, and I still think it was a crop today. It was funny. And these were guys that considered themselves, they were titled the, the titled apostle, and they considered themselves to be apostles of apostles. And they said that the bloodline of Paul justified their title. And I just read scripture after scripture that says if you don't reach, if your roots don't go back to Christ, then it doesn't even matter anyway. What title you got? So I hope today put a rest to what the misconceptions of what apostle. Is. It means to sent out. It means it means to, to, to go forth and to minister this this same message. That's what it means. Acts chapter one and two from the beginning. From the beginning. Let's look at twenty one first. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who had been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. From the beginning, John's baptism to the time Jesus was taken up from us, for one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And then they chose two. got to be a witness. Acts chapter 1 and 8, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes unto you, and you will be my witnesses. Witness, there's these words. So, so I challenge people today, as I, I always do, check yourself. Check, check yourself. Now, you've got title after title after title, and people start using all these different titles to, to, to believe that they are who they are because of ambition, because they met some sort of worldly requirements to get them to where they're at. That's not always the case. We need to understand the message of the kingdom of God. The Bible is about the kingdom of God. The parables is about the kingdom of God. Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God. The apostles spoke about the kingdom of God. The disciples spoke about the kingdom of God. Any other message 
It's incomplete. Any other message is incomplete. So I ask you, is an apostle a title or a mandate? It's a mandate with a specific criteria. And I know that today no one's going to drag me out the house, I don't think so, and crucify me and hang me up on a tree or something like that. Uh, you know, but I, I, people kill you in other ways. What they believe, you know, they're doing is killing you, but they'll, they'll, they'll try to turn people away from you. They'll uh, walk away from you. They'll denounce you. They'll, they'll do all sorts of things. They'll do all sorts of things. But now the one that's well-liked, is the one that's preaching things that's pleasing to the ears. They're the ones well liked. But you do what it is supposed to be unto death. It doesn't matter what they say or what they do. You got your copy, you got the Bible, you know what it says to do, what you're mandated to do. Don't worry about anybody else, you do that. You do that. And let the Holy Spirit guide you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I look forward to continuing the uh, teaching uh, on this subject. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about being endowed with the Holy Spirit. But you have to look at um, how do you get the Holy Spirit. Now, now you can be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and not have be endowed with the Holy Spirit. Now, these were disciples. There is a difference between being a disciple and an apostle. Anybody got any questions? Any comments? Acts, let me do one more scripture. I want to do one more. Acts chapter 10, verses 38 through 41. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing uh, all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of these things. He did both in the land and in Jews and Jerusalem, but also put him to death by hanging him on the cross. God raised him on the third day and is granted that he has come, uh, become visible, not to all people, but to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God, that is, to us who ate and drank after him after he rose from the dead. That is an awesome scripture. Now, I know God is doing some things with me and in me, and I hope he's doing the same in you. But the more I study, the more freedom I, I, I get. The more freedom I get. And I wish the same for you. God bless you all, and have a great, great night. Amen.